You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. seen anything good lately? Well, I'll tell you what I did see. Last night, I fell asleep to a trick-or-treat because it's not Halloween season, Jim. Until, uh... Oh, also that. Yeah, it was kind of a Halloween-y weekend. Yeah. Just watching uh, some scurry movies, although neither of those were no, movies. Oh, and then, uh... It's a little scary. Like, there's a little bit of a... It's the perfect The, the last one, I think, Halloween is probably movie. the scariest bit. It is, yeah. Where the, well, yeah, they ramp up to it, where uh-huh. little Sam finally takes his helmet off. You know they're making a sequel to that, too, right? You said that, yeah, in the podcast mm-hmm. when we talked about it. Yeah, well, the, the director uh, took took time off to do a Krampus? 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 Yeah. Whatever Krampus. that Krampus. That Christmas horror oh, movie was yeah, last year. It's the, it's the Christmas monster so, that theater patrons and, 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 and local actors talk about constantly. Oh, do they? Yeah. I hadn't heard about it's kinda it. It's kind of like, it's a weird theater thing. Like, people in theater love Krampus, and they love the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Also, they love uh, Ch- Cthulhu, the the Cthulhu? eight-legged uh, Cthulhu. Yeah, Is that how yeah, you say they it? do. They do like Cthulhu, the the spaghetti monster. Yeah, yeah. Do Metallica has a song called "Call of Cthulhu" that was on their Ride the Lightning album. <laughs> no way, it's a badass. Is that song. the new album? Is that the new album? Ride the Lightning came out in like 1987. Just answer the question, Joe. Is it <laughs> so, the new? One? No, it's not the new one. <laughs> Let me answer. That. I, I don't know song titles. I don't know uh, album names. Yeah, uh, but if you sing a couple, my of chords, favorite I was know it. when we went to the Korean karaoke place, <laughs> yeah. and you were like, "Joe, what's the name of that song about having the power and having the touch from the Transformers?" <laughs> it's you got the touch. That wasn't the one. And I'm, I'm like watching you look it up, and you're like, "You got the touch." <laughs> You got the well, power. Well, I didn't know if... <laughs> I'm like, are you going to write all the lyrics? I didn't that? know if it was you've, you know, the, is it spelled correctly it's with the apostrophe the V-A, or if it was just By the Stan touch, Bush. or if it's just touch. Yeah. I think that's what Stan. I asked you, like, who did it, not what it was. Stan Bush. Not what it was. We should talk about that movie on this podcast sometime. Did you watch any good movies, Joe? Um. Okay. I finally checked out the new Ghostbusters flick. Oh, that's right. I saw you post something about that on, on the, the Book of Faces. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Libro de Face. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Libro de Face. Uh, I don't even know if Face is if Face is Spanish for Face. Uh, I have no idea. It sounds more Italian. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, uh, you know, I'll look that up. Please do. I, used no, to know. I, I checked psychotic. out the new, the new Ghostbusters movie, which, mm-hmm. you know, has been attacked in the media and you know kind of a fair? kind of a polarizing film uh, I don't know uh, that it and, is because everybody Amy I was... polarizing oh film. she's not even <laughs> yeah, I know um, that's a shame it would have been a nice pun Why the, how the fuck are you making a Ghostbusters movie with like a bunch of SNL people and you don't get Amy Poehler or Tina Fey in this that's true. Uh, well, they're off doing their own thing. Like they don't need. Ghostbusters. I understand, but still, these women like, needed. The, uh, actually, I would say Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy didn't really. I don't. I don't need know if it they either. need it. Uh, all of the original Ghostbusters make an appearance at some point. Apparently, well, spoiler alert. Even, even Sigourney. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, that's what we watch. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Oh, did you watch Cabin yeah. in the Woods? Yeah. Dude, that's a good fucking flick right there. I, I'm telling you, man. It's one of the uh, Right up there with Trick or Treat. It's well, a great Halloween movie. It's funny that you bring that up because, you know, fuck what we were talking about. And, Sorry, uh, Ghostbusters. Just, no, no, no. I want to hear Ghostbusters. No, 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 no. You reminded a, me when you said Sigourney. Oh, Weaver. no. It, it, it was just... <laughs> okay. Uh, it's It's funny. <laughs> It's, I had a good time with it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, full disclosure, I kind of hate Kate McKinnon. Like I am not a huge yeah. fan of hers, 
Based and I on what? Based on what? Loved her in this movie. Yeah, she steals the show. She from steals the fucking. Did you? Have you seen it? Oh. I have not yet. But now that it's on Redbox, as of today, uh-huh. you know, it'll be coming to a Blu-ray ripper there <laughs> near, near me, near Joel Burns. <laughs> uh, no, I liked it. I had, I had a fun time with it. I thought that the um, the callbacks to the original Ghostbusters mm. was fine, um, I, if maybe a little unnecessary. But yeah, Kate McKinnon and and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Are, are fucking outstanding. I love when he does comedy. They are outstanding. And Sarah's like, I like this version of Thor. Uh, I like <laughs> this version of Thor too. It was really good. Uh, so that's all. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I've seen. I don't think I saw anything else new over the weekend. Uh, but yeah, Ghostbusters. Buster makes me feel good. You think there's going to be a sequel, or are they already nixed to that idea? I don't know. I think that it's. It's a good question because well, I don't know. You. I don't know how the box office did on this movie. <laughs> I think it was successful, although I think. But was it, it may the still marketing be considered a bomb? Was no. the marketing yeah. successful? Yeah. All the people that bought in, like your Papa John's and High C, bringing back the Ecto Cooler, right. which I have in my fridge. Yeah. Uh, were those things successful? Were the tie-ins successful? I think that's that's what's really going to dictate whether or not we're going to see some more of this. Because if they can't get these sponsors to jump back on and like shill some money towards Ghostbusters, I feel like they're probably just going to let it go by the wayside. Does it need to have sponsorship though? Like ninety uh, percent of other, well, fifty percent of other films are created without a huge tie-in sponsor. Um, I, yeah, th- you this can't one had, do like, a major studio picture like this and not expect to have some kind of, not try to do some kind of tie-in. And mm-hmm. if somebody doesn't want to touch your product, I mean that's that's where <laughs> story Hollywood, of my life. I know, right? That's what Hollywood is now. I mean, it's not too different from, you know, I'm trying to equate it to the radio business that I'm working in, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's kind of this whole, well, if they don't want it, we don't want it. That's true. That's you know, true. so we'll see. I, I would love to see them get another shot with a movie that's more of an original script that isn't kind of a... Yeah, this it, one seemed like a... This one it was seemed... un, It's unfairly categorized as being kind of by the numbers. I, I'll even say... The Force Awakens I was, is more of a by the numbers retelling thank you. than this is of the original. Just about Ghostbusters. to compare it to that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, that's what it seemed like. There's we got Slimer back, we got the Stay Puft Marshmallow like Man, Slimer, right? Slimer shows up in the last like five, ten minutes of this movie. He's all over the Stay Puff Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. He is, though. But to be fair, Slimer was always kind of after the the animated TV show came out, yes. Slimer became like part of that Ghostbusters thing. Like he became a character. Yeah. Uh Stay Puft Marshmallow Man doesn't really show up. Right, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... it's different. I kind of dig what they did with this. Like, hmm. there's there's something about me that the, there's the Ghostbusters purist that while I'm watching the third act of this movie, I'm going, huh, <laughs> that's kind of not what Ghostbusters was about. Mm. But then there was another part of me that's going, good for you doing your own thing. That's the other thing, too. Where it's like, I, I've heard that reaction, too, where it's like, uh, wh- why did this have to be a Ghostbusters movie? Why couldn't this just have been its own thing? I don't mind it being a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Because honestly, it still has a little bit of that same tone. Okay. Well, you uh, have to. It's a it's a little bit And and this is going to come out wrong and I don't mean it this way, but it's the best Uh-oh. way I can describe it. You know, like sometimes with with the Melissa McCarthy movies, like the it, it seems like they're trying a little too hard. Mm. Like, so you hate women? Is that what I'm hearing? No. That's what I'm hearing. That's not even remotely what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes they have her do, like, even more gross-out shit than you would see, like, in a regular, like, dude film. Got it. And it almost feels like, and I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but it almost feels a little overcompensatory where mm. you're like, mm. How sesquipedalian of you. I can't even say it. How of you. Damn it. Uh, that's all. Like, there were there are some points where I'm like, mm. Kind of feel. Oh, oh, 
okay. I'll give you this other thing, just to, just to put the the final the final ribbon. You just on went this. to Silverback Gorilla. <laughs> I went Joe Pesci from Lethal Weapon Three. Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay, just a final little bit about Ghostbusters. Right. My my criticism. You know how like you know films are in a letterbox format, right? We're watching this thing on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and there are effects and things that come out of the letterbox. Oh, they're doing that faux 3D thing. Yeah, yeah. and it annoyed me a little bit. Is it bit. because this... Was this film in 3D? I, guess I think they do it was. All big I think it was, and I think that's why it was like this. They overcompensate for it. So it felt like a bit of a... It felt like a, a jarring creative choice. Interesting. That like, okay, every time they shoot their proton packs, it's going to come out of the letterbox. Weird. And every time there's a ghost and he's got like lightning coming out of his fingers, it comes out of the letterbox. Interesting. Or if someone's up chucking slime on you, it comes out of the letterbox. Huh. And so it, it kind of, that threw me off. I wonder if they did something similar in theaters or if you have a I'm, special I'm thinking. I'm thinking they did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They probably did the same exact thing. But it, since nobody's watching it in yeah, 3D, this is a way for home audiences to weird, enjoy it. Yeah, it's a weird stylistic choice, uh-huh. and, and it didn't it didn't translate. I mean, it works me. in Scott Pilgrim. We can just jump right to that. But they're yeah, intentionally. But the thing is, throughout Scott Pilgrim, you're seeing a whole bunch of bold choices mm-hmm. visually that are being taken, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's lampooning styles. It's lampooning video game styles. It's mm-hmm. lampooning movie comic styles, books. comic books. And so it fits in that respect. Right. Because in Scott Pilgrim, you are existing in a world that is kind of on a high... That's on kind of a high level. (laughs) He's on another level, dude. (laughs) She's Um, got some battle scars, dude. (laughs) I love that guy. Uh... What was I saying? Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. But but Scott Pilgrim does. It it kind of exists in this, like, netherworld, you know? And and Ghostbusters is supposed to be a little bit more grounded. Hmm. And so I feel (laughs) like... No, but it is. It's in New York City, and I feel like it's supposed to be, like, you know, you ground your audience. Mm. So that way, when these, like, crazy things happen, it's a little more fantastical. Like, you know, wow. And, And I don't think that taking things out of the letterbox is as effective. That's all. Interesting. It, that's all I'm saying. I get why they were doing it. Yeah. I just don't think, it, if, for me, it wasn't as effective. Well, 3D is a failed uh, medium, and we should move I on from that. I don't agree with that. Well, I, I mean, I it, some of it works. Uh, it can. I, I tell you where it worked for me uh, was Gravity. You ever see Gravity? I, I didn't have the option of not seeing it you in mean, 3D. You mean the life of pie in space? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, but, uh, man, that really gave you a sense of depth because now you're seeing, um, you know, just the entire universe mapped onto this globe. And that was a, that was the most effective use of 3D I've ever seen. Okay, do you want to know what my favorite use of 3D has been in the past, like, five years? It's going to be porn or something. Lego movie. Was that in 3D? Uh-huh. Interesting. I thought it was some of the best... Use of their 3D, and effects. you said the same thing about uh, Dread. Oh yes! Oh my God! Yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Yeah, dude! Fuck! Fuck! Dread! <laughs> Holy shit! You man. know, I still haven't seen that, and I'm pissed because the Alamo just did a, a, a showing of it a few months back. Did they really? It. Yeah. Did he really? <laughs> <laughs> there's Scott Pilgrim preference. Refer- well, can you even reference? Reference? If we just flat it's out a Scott talked Pilgrim about it. preference. Hey, to uh, harken back to ten minutes ago, uh, the Spanish word for face. Cara, C A R A, Cara. Libre, libro de Cara. Libro de Cara. Libro de Cara. Uh, and hearkening back to seven minutes ago mm-hmm. <laughs> when you were talking about 
Cabin in the Woods. See? It's going to bring us to what we watched this week on the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel. It's where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. Whatever the case may be, we will pick a movie every week and watch it and then come back here with our thoughts. We'll analyze it and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, who can talk back to us on our Facebook page. Uh, just type the Editing Bay in the search bar. That's going to bring up a little picture of a woman with bleeding eyes. Click that link, and that's going to bring you to our page that I haven't updated in like two weeks. Uh, there's still no write-up for the last Action Hero episode. Uh, that's my fault, guys, not Joel's. Joel's fault is only when we don't have an episode at all. <laughs> that's true. That's fairly accurate, yes. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, so, but but not about the right. There is no write up. Well, hopefully, uh, we've got a system in place now. It's all right. Uh, AKA Joel <laughs> picks up the slack for my lazy <laughs> ass. Much. Listen, um, you don't need to. If you're a subscriber, you don't need to go to the Facebook and vice versa. But, but we uh, like them too because we like to hear back from folks. I know you don't want to hear from anybody. No, but I like to live in my cocoon <laughs> until I emerge like a beautiful Goldblum. butterfly. Not Goldblum. Who is that? Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Who's the other one. Gutenberg. Cocoon. Man, and the guy with diabetes. Uh, no, yeah, the no. guy with diabetes. It was, was in that uh, movie. no, no, it was Wilford, Wilford Brimley? Brimley. Yeah, no, it was uh, Wilf- Scott uh, or Denny, Scott Brian Dennehy, Brian Dennehy's in. No, there. no, but Wilford Brimley plays All one right. of the old I'm guys. I'm pulling up the IMDb I'm page. I'm pulling it up on Cocoon. Yeah, directed by Ron Howard. Yeah, mm-hmm. director of Splash. That's, that's and some other good movies you may have heard of. <laughs> I was like, why would you open with that? <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know that I know how to spell Cocoon. C O C C O O N. That's I knew there was multiple letters. <laughs> Coon, Caraco, Coco. How about Kaku? Kaylee Kuoko. Uh, there just... it is. Oh, just one C there. Coon, Wilford Brimley. How about that? And Hume Crone and Don Amici. That's right. Every old person, That's right. And, and Miss Daisy. Are any um, of them with us anymore? Uh, Wilford Brimley is. <laughs> Ironically, the one with diabetes. <laughs> the one with diabetes has like, outlived everybody. <laughs> so if you have diabetes... Is Brian Dennehy dead? Think again. No, Brian Dennehy's still well, with age us, Age 78. There you go. But rest in peace, the goot. Living it up. What? No shit. <laughs> that was just his career. His career. Unless you're a, a Sharknado fan. Who was the woman in that? Was that that wasn't Daryl Hannah? She Let's was find Splash. Out. That was Splash. Um, <laughs> I like that we've just completely got wheels off on Cocoon this, this week on the editing bay. <laughs> hey, remember that? See, the problem is when I start talking about Cocoon, mm-hmm. I run the risk of going like into the Twilight Zone movie. Where they did the whole bit about the, the old people, the people, the old folks home that turn into children. They get their wish. Do you remember this at all? No. No? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I don't know who the pretty woman is. Is it maybe Tani Welch who played Kitty? That could be it. All right. Kitty. Nobody nobody famous. Just, so, uh, just Tandy check us out on Facebook. That's where you can talk back to us. Let us know your thoughts uh, about what we've had to say about the movies. Uh, and if you have suggestions for movies. Stuff like that. Um yeah, or it's, if you want to sign up for a Russell or Wayne contest, oh yeah, which people seem to be scared of signing up for, <laughs> it's the easiest fucking contest for you to do it is because Halloween somebody season. else competes in it. That's on, right, in in your name. I'm the one who has to do the You're heavy. You're the lifting. one that looks stupid if you miss it, and you haven't yet. You've got what a hundred percent rating right That's now. That's right. I'm Russell what's happening, and so do I. I'm blowing I'm, up. I'm right blowing now. up. You are blowing up. Right now. <laughs> All right. Let's try to do no more Scott Pilgrim yeah, references. Yeah, right. And that's, that's like asking you to not say, coming up on a future episode of the Editing Bay. Oh, speaking of which, uh, no. Um, actually, speaking of uh, recommending moot films, this week uh, is a recommendation. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank by, you for bringing it back around. By our friend and listener, uh, Brian Hodges. Brian Hodges, one of the hosts of the Near Mint Fanboys podcast. That's right. Subscribe to that on iTunes while you're at it. Yes. 
It's fun stuff. It if you fun. were a fan of my comic life uh, with Jeff and Sam here on the Next Wave Radio Network, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Jeff now in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I was like, what? Jeff's dead? Fucking Jeff. He's dead to you. He's dead he's to not me. Dead. No, well, no. Apparently he is because you didn't think enough of him no, to go to his oh party. Oh, my God. Stop. I'm sorry, Jeff. I love you. Hey, did it's you bring my stuff that. yet? <clears throat> um, <laughs> so Brian Hodges recommended this film. Uh, I believe it was like a year ago. Because I think it was around Halloween time. We're always doing Halloween movies at this time of year because there's so many to choose from. And uh, the one that he recommended, I, I didn't want to do at the time because uh, we love it. You and I both love it. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of, a lot that could be spoken about uh, this week's film, which is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. Or is it Dale and Tucker? No, no it's, it's Tucker, Tucker and Dale. Dale. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which... Uh, it, it's interesting that you brought up that you watched um, Cabin in the Woods right. this weekend because this movie came out around uh, close to that same yeah, time. 2010, 2011. Which was kind of a cool time because like, these really creative writers and directors mm-hmm. were taking the horror genre and turning it on its ear. That's right. And doing some quality work. Um, we got a little film like uh, called Trick or Treat, which also came right around that uh, time. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good couple of years for uh, Halloween yeah. movies. I know you were. Actually, that was 2007. There was, that, there was the Friday the 13th remake, mm. which was actually pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was that failed attempt to reboot Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, that, that went nowhere. Um, but wait, yeah, wait, wait it, which one was that? The one with um, the guy who played uh, Rorschach in Watchmen. Oh, that's right. Played oh. Freddy Krueger. Oh, I thought he made a great Freddy. Jackie Earl Haley. He's a little he, short. No, he made a great Freddy. The fucking remake was horrible, though. It's too bad. It was really bad. Was it too realistic? Uh, Did they try to go all just, Christopher yeah, Nolan on yeah, it. Yeah, they try to go a little too a little too real, Freddy. hyper real, mm-hmm. and you can't. Like Freddy Krueger at his heart is always a cartoony villain. Yeah, um, one of my favorites. No, he's good, and Robert Englund played him great. Uh, it's just that then he started becoming a parody of himself, mm-hmm. but it was he was started off as a pretty cool character. Uh, but no, starting with like you had that Friday the Thirteenth remake, and then you had um, y- you know Trick or Treat, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Oh yeah, that was a fucking fun movie. They're still promising a sequel to that, but I've oh, not heard God, anything I hope about so, it. So man, I really want to see that. Uh, but then we got Cabin in the Woods, which fucking blew everybody's mind. Yeah, it's a mind fuck. Um, and then you had Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which isn't quite as deep as Cabin in the Woods. No, no, not at all. But still a, a, a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy, but fucking brilliant in its execution. I love the concept. Okay, so if you haven't seen it, because it, it is kind of a uh, a little uh, cult classic now, right? You know, I don't I don't even know if it was released in theaters. But I think so, it had a very limited release. Probably not a wide release. So everybody discovered it on uh, on on video and actually probably on Netflix. It is on Netflix currently streaming. Which is probably where you and I watched yeah. it, right? Oh, I put this also. Like, have you ever seen the movie John Dies at the End? Uh, no, but okay. I've heard about that. All right, it's kind of along the same vein. Nice, uh, but yeah, it. Uh, so real quick, the concept is: what if uh, they basically take the concept of a, a typical thrasher flick and flip it on its head? Like, what uh-huh. if it's all a big misunderstanding? It's like what, Three's Company in the what woods. If, what if the psycho hillbillies? Weren't actually psychos and just simply misunderstood. <laughs> exactly. Just because you're seeing it through the eyes of the, the the yuppie college kids. Which sounds like kind of a simple concept, but then when you see the way they've executed it and all the little moments uh-huh. that can be misconstrued. Yeah. It's really it's, it's really brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. No, it is. It's very smart. Uh these are people that have obviously taken some time to think about like the motivations behind things, like, you know, how could these people do this? Like all the tropes that you see in these kinds of horror films with these, you know, backwoods hillbilly killers. That's right. You know, when they're at the gas station or no, not even starting with when the kids are on the road and they cut off a truck 
And then they're like, oh, shit, these guys are coming to pass us. And you got, like, dopey-looking Tyler Labine. <laughs> Mouth breather. And he's just looking out his window. <laughs> but to these kids, it looks like they're, like, eyeing him or something. Exactly. But he's just, like, he's hey, just... looking at them in awe. Then they stop at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, man, that girl's so cute. And he yeah. wants to talk to Katrina her. Katrina Bowden. But they just bought, like... Uh, what is it? A thresher, like a handheld thresher. It's like a thing? sickle. Yeah. Uh huh. And so he's like, I'm, "I think I'm gonna go talk to her, Tucker." <laughs> and he takes his sickle and he walks over. He goes, "So, you guys going camping?" Because <laughs> Tucker tells him, "He's so like, awkward. whatever you do, just be natural. Just always remember to smile mm-hmm. and laugh." <laughs> you do that, boys. Well, the, uh, if you're not familiar with the actors, if you haven't seen uh, any any clips from this film, it's uh, Tyler Labine, who you may not know by, by name, uh-huh. but um, what was that Kevin Smith TV show on CW about the uh, devil? Reaper. Reaper. Yeah, that was a fun show. That was a great show. Yeah, he also had a um, he had a show just recently where he's a dude who's like a dead woman is like hanging out with him, and he's supposed mm. to be helping her like make peace with her life, but he's. That's the only way she can get to he- heaven. But it turns out he's keeping some things from her because he really likes her. And he doesn't want her. He to doesn't go. want her to go to heaven. Oh, <laughs> seems to play that. Uh, yeah, right now and then doesn't he? Oh, apparently he was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, was he? Reaper is what he known oh. for. Super he, Troopers two. He was apparently. in Zack and Mary make a porno. Oh, that's right. He has when, a great when they're moment. fucking, he comes walking in. And he's like, hug it. Chug it. <laughs> so there you go. That is Tyler Labine. And then, of course, Dale, or is Tucker, I always get them confused, is uh, played by Alan Tudyk. Yeah. If you're a Firefly fan, you know he's Wash. Or if you've never seen Firefly, but you're a big fan of Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's right. He plays Steve the Pirate. Or if you're a fan of uh, uh, Disney Animation, the 3D version, he's, he's been doing a lot of voices uh, for them. He's in Wreck-It yeah. uh, uh, Ralph. And yeah, he was in what Big was, Hero was 6. His, what was his character's name? He was name King Rec- Candy. King Candy. I'm King Candy. <laughs> that's great. I had no idea. I would have never guessed that was Alan Tudyk until yeah. the, the credits rolled. He's a chameleon when it comes to voice acting. He's really good. Uh, and I've got to say, like... Nails the fucking look. Yeah. It, like, even more so than Tyler Labine. I think Tyler Labine, he just kind of naturally has it, but, like, the way Alan Tudyk, like, internalized <laughs> everything about this character... His facial contortions. ...is so fucking great. When they walk in the gas station, he just looks back, and he's got, like, this half-crossed eye. Yep. He looks like a fucking psycho hillbilly. He they're looks- so cute, too. They're dynamic, though, because um, they're, they're just besties, and... Uh, they just want to. He's just bought he's a cabin. Just, uh, their, their vacation home. He's, yeah, he sunk all of his money into it. They're going up there to fix it up, uh, and that's their motivation for going up there the weekend. And he's yeah. just, he's just uh, you know um, giving him giving him prep throughout. Hasn't had much luck with the ladies, <laughs> so thought he could use some man time. That's right. He's got yeah. no shirt on in the car. <laughs> Awkward. It's so awkward, but uh, yeah, they're they're just they're just some good old boys. Never meaning no harm. <laughs> Beats all you've ever saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they were born. That's right, making their way. So uh, the only way they know how. So going with the uh, you know the cabin in the woods trope, we've got this group of teenagers, right? What are they? Five of them. So we've got. Uh, I think there's six. Our heroine, uh, played by the uh, the fetching. I know you hate when I say wow, that, you, but you, damn, she is. Oh my god, you, she's gorgeous. You, you are obviously attracted Katrina to Katrina Bowden. That's right. What else has she been in? Uh, well, Joe, I'm glad you asked. Actually, I'm not because I don't really have her pulled up right now. Hold on. Katrina Bowden, uh, you wouldn't know her from... Oh, she's in your, uh, your one of your favorite movies, Sex Drive. Oh, yeah. She's the blonde that I guess he's driving to have sex she with. She sets him up, yeah. Hence the name. Looks like she's done some stints on 30 Rock. Not quite sure who she played there. American Reunion, who, which is the American Pie 
Uh, I don't think I got that far in the the American no, Pie. No, that's like part four or something now, oh, isn't God. it? It's, yeah. uh, but uh, impressive, not just because you know, she's a pretty face. I don't expect... Oh, God, this sounds horrible to say, but... Here we go. Let's both be sexist. It's, it's fair. It's not It's not being sexist, but I'm saying... I, I think it's more sexist of, of Hollywood because they will cast somebody based on looks, right? Because, uh-huh. you know, sex sells. This is true. So um, you always have to kind of temper your expectations as far as acting talent goes, but I really think she's a great actress. She's really good. She's no, very likable. She, she plays a few levels I think on she, this, ex- this Yes, you're right. She totally gets the tone, uh, and uh, unlike a Tara Reid... Um, is able to, uh, to to fit right in. She in this comes role. off very sweet, very likable, mm-hmm. and very genuine in her reactions and interactions with uh, with Dale. Agreed. Which I think is great. Um, no, <laughs> I really do. I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what where to start with this <laughs> because I just I really love this movie. I, I think that it's really good. I yeah. thought uh, going back and watching it, I, I told Sarah, I'm like, I, I like it though. Like we're already we're already going back to movies that. I like a lot. Well, we had a couple of weeks off here. I kind of thought that, well, maybe, maybe on a, a you know a new a fresh viewing of it, I'll, I'll find some stuff that I'm. I can't, Joel. I can't like. Well, I I found myself anticipating like a remembering. Oh, this is what's gonna happen. This is, like when the fucking guy comes up to the door. <laughs> one of the kids is going up to the cabin door. And meanwhile, Alan Tudyk's behind the cabin, and he's start he's trying to cut up some wood, mm-hmm. and he he starts his chainsaw, and he starts cutting, and he cuts into the fucking beehive. I love that. So then we cut to the front of the house, and the kid's like scared out of his mind, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And you know, I hear, I hear something, and here comes Alan Tudyk, <laughs> attacked by bees, but he doesn't. This kid doesn't know, of course. But not. Alan Tudyk's like just fucking flailing this chainsaw <laughs> around, like if you've gone to like a bad uh, haunted house right. or something, and some dudes go, "It's that that's move." That's what that move is, and this dude is just Alan Tudyk, fucking just crazy, swinging that fucking chainsaw around trying to get the bees. Meanwhile, these kids think he's chasing them right oh my god like just waiting for that to happen or when the kid jumps into the thresher Mm. (laughs) (laughs) he's trying to pull him out but every reaction everyone's catching it like a two three seconds too late Uh, so all they see is alan tudyk with the guy's legs in 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 the the uh, wood chipper yeah exactly Oh. And that's what it is. It's just misunderstanding after misunderstanding. Before we get into that, you know, talking about the plot and, and flushing out, no pun intended, some of these. If we're talking about critiques, uh, I think the only thing I could levy against this is that it feels a little low budget, right? Yeah, it's it not, does. Not necessarily any too impressive camera work. There's nothing. No. There's nothing really too creative about the storytelling. And you even mentioned, uh, I don't know if we, the mic, mics were hot when you said this, but um, the film kind of starts off with a with a bit of a. With a pre like a, a prequel to the sequel that has yeah. not been created it, yet. It, it starts with the teaser to the sequel. Yeah, and then goes into the story. It's like a it, it's it's like a a, a a wannabe reporter and a cameraman, and uh, she's like taking him to this haunted house, talking about this legend or whatever. Uh huh. Um, and and it and it comes across even if you've watched it for the first, like it feels like just kind of a useless stinger mm-hmm. to open because they didn't want to just cold open it on people driving down the road. Boring. Which I felt like would have been fine. Sounds like maybe a studio note. Yeah, like right? we need something something to pop, something to really bring the people, the kids. Into no, I'm, the movie. All, I'm all about like starting off with a. Not if, it's, not if it's useless, though, because it really doesn't... It doesn't add anything... It doesn't add anything to the end of the movie. Except on subsequent viewing. It doesn't add anything to the end of the movie, but on subsequent viewings, you kind of maybe feel you do what I did. a little you bit. You do what I did, where I'm like, oh, so they've, they, they teased the sequel. Like, this kid's still out there. Right. They teased it at the beginning of the movie. 
It's, I don't know, man. I feel, I feel like that's kind of weak. It could be. Yeah, it, it doesn't it's, make it, the film any stronger. Because it doesn't make the film any stronger, it just kind of, it, it reads like a weak attempt at being Tarantino. Sure, sets like, the tone. Oh, you think so? Yeah, that it's like, oh, check out this thing. Listen yeah, we surprised you with this. And telling a story out of sequence is so, like, if, but it the, used to the, be Tarantino's thing. It's the only time they do it, though. They only do it once. Eh, they tell a flashback no, when Chad dude, is telling okay, his family story. So fuck that though. <laughs> it's a flashback. Okay, well I, you do that traditionally in film, but you don't do anything else. Like as far as playing around with the sequence of the story. All right. Well, congratulations. You found the film's one. There we go. The fatal flaw. <laughs> yeah. Um, but aside from that, it's it's really just uh, you, you don't get you get to see it from both sides of yeah. the story from the the college kids <laughs> who think they're being attacked. Uh, <laughs> and then from Tucker and Dale, who are just this is. these hapless. It's a suicide pact. It's a suicide pact. That's right. <laughs> so they're convinced after uh, the kid, the one kid jumps into the wood chipper, uh, and then the other one impales himself. And what happens he to the? Uh, oh, that's right. Because he's coming at him with the with the spear javelin style, yes. uh, coming at Tucker and falls into the the ditch that they've been digging because. I feel like we need to back up a little bit, okay, right? Let's so the it. kids let's are up, up. They're just having a, a, a holiday right up on the hill, up in this <laughs> yeah. cabin. Uh-huh. And uh, they've already run into Tucker and Dale once on the road and then again at the gas station. So they're they're, they're freaked out by them. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they're out having uh, having fun and they decide to go skinny dipping, right? <laughs> Sitting around the campfire. Hey, everybody, let's go skinny dipping. So uh, and all Chad kids... tried to make a move on Allie. Hey, he did. Very... Dude, that guy who plays Chad... <clears throat> it is just the right amount of uh, of douchey douche, uh-huh. douche baggery. Yeah, uh, they do such a good job from like the he's wearing like a baby blue polo with a popped collar. Yeah, and he's got part of it tucked in. Remember when people did that? Do, do they that, still like, do that? Part of the shirt tucked in. You're just in? gonna tuck in? Like, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they do. No, I. I, I hope not. His name should have been Tucker. But yeah, he's so douchey, and he's trying to make. He's not. I'm trying to make a move on Allison. He's 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 just throwing himself. He's doing he's a, Donald Trump. He's giving Allison. a Trump. Thank you. Now he's grabbing her by the pee, uh, and he's uh, he's just saying that we're meant to be. And he he's kind of Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. No, well, not in that sense. Oh. I mean, I guess I could have been quoting, but uh, no, I'm even I am above that. Oh, okay. He is very Gastonian. Yes, there you go. Guest guest Gastonian. Gastonian. <laughs> Gastonian sounds like a, a welcome convenience to, store. Welcome to Gastonia. <laughs> Gastonia. Gastonia. Where was I going with this? I don't know, oh, man. You just talk and talk and talk. I do. I do because no, I love I'm, this movie. I'm kidding. I do that. That's so uh, me. I'm the one that does that. <laughs> I'm I'm what's blowing up right now. Oh shit! I already broke our. You pact. did. You broke our suicide. Our suicide. Pact. Now we've got to throw. Hey, there we go. Our black gift. So, <laughs> so they're going skinny dipping. <laughs> That was from uh, Samurai. You don't have to tell everybody where it goes. I do because I want people to know if they've missed some episodes. Go back and listen to Samurai Cop from a couple of weeks ago. You'll get all of these injuries. I will leave you of this gift. Uh, This black. (laughs) So the kids are going skinny dipping. uh, And uh, everyone's going to go. And for some reason, Allison uh, decides to uh, remove herself from the the group. Yes, she (laughs) She's kind of, she feels, I don't think she quite feels like she's part of this group. No, no. One of these things is doing their own thing. I'm trying to figure out what the connection was then. Because she doesn't seem like she'd be she's hanging out with this group of friends. with these people. Yeah, maybe if, maybe she's the friends with the other blonde or the or the, the black chick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Hard to tell. 
Just to round out the numbers, Joe. Your blonde was cute too. We need uh, yes. Uh, do and she's stereotypical, <laughs> yeah. like bubbly kind of. She's wearing like the stripper uh, shoes. Uh-huh. Like one of the girls even calls her out on it. Yeah. Um, it, and just like yelling at the top of her lungs, really low cut V neck. Um, and but she uh, was funny. She played she played the part. Yes. Well. Uh, were we to uh, recast her, which I did not. But uh, I always thought Kaylee Cuoco would have done a good job. Kaylee in that role. Cuoco. I know you're not a fan of hers, but not the biggest. Fuck you. Not the biggest fan. That's fine. Um, but no, I, I like this. I like that we get to see the movie from their point of view, mm-hmm. uh, from the kids' point of view. Well, from Tucker and Dale's point of view, they're just a couple of fucking sad sacks. Yeah. They just want to enjoy their weekend. Mm-hmm. And then from these kids' point of view, like they're these psycho. Like, I love when they, they they see them pulling her. Like they saved yeah. Allie from drowning yeah, so in the water, and they're she, pulling so, her up on the boat. Yeah. And so her friend sees it, and all they all she sees is these two guys like hauling her pulling body under the boat. boat. And the dude look. What, Alan Tudyk. It was Tucker. Looks at her. And he's like, "Hey, we got your." <laughs> just trying to alert them like hey come get your friend but because of the context it's funny how it's so funny just with that accent like i've seen that in a million horror movies <laughs> exactly we, we got, got your friend. friend and they do it again later too when they're like they're they're out in the woods they're trying to find the kids but the hey, kids college are all hiding kids. yeah college kids and of course at this point alan tudyk has been stung by bees <laughs> so he can't speak, he can't speak. college kids <laughs> And they're like, well, they're not around. I guess they're, I don't know where they went. Well, let's let's carve a message into this log. <laughs> well, let's leave them a note. <laughs> and so the message is, we got your, your friend. you are your friend. <laughs> and of course, they find it later. And uh, it's taken out of context. Uh, but th- that's where the uh, the comedy ensues from, from uh, a series of unfortunate events. But then it starts to run a little thin. <laughs> You and, think so? It starts to run a little thin. I think they get them all out of the way early enough. Too early. Right. I feel like the movie starts to get like, shit gets real at some point shit in Shit does movie. get real for me. And I'm not sure it needed to. Where, where did it well, get real ahead. for you? For me, it got real when uh, they, they pulled poor Tucker's dog out, or Dale's dog. Um, they're trapped inside the cabin. They've got uh, Tuck and Dale or... Or with Allison inside the cabin, yeah, and the the kids decide they're just going to show up full force, and they've yeah. shown up with the cop at this point, uh-huh. right? And the <laughs> which is the cop oh makes his god. own demise. Oh my well, god! Well, we, we yeah. need to talk about that scene in full. So right, let's come the, back to the check off gun moment. Yes, yeah. Oh, there's, that's so good at setting up all of the little <laughs> plot pieces in here. Uh, but the kids have, have shown up, and now they're taking the 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 the, the party to them uh-huh. uh, to Tucker and Dale because they think uh, they're, they've got Allison yeah held up in there. So. Uh, uh, Chad, who has j- just started to turn into full-on kind of psycho killer a little bit. Yeah, here. Like, like he's, he's like, we don't need no fucking cops. Yeah, and he's, he sends the other guy off with a van so that they're kind of trapped there. And, and it's almost like he's been waiting for this moment his entire life. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we find out later oh, on in the movie. Why? <laughs> oh, no. In the dead of the night. And uh, I remember. I remember. Don't worry. Um do 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 do. But uh, damn it, where was I going with this? Fuck. They, okay. Well, first, I know you wanted to talk about when Tucker and Dale first get to the house. Yes. And they're checking it out, and they're oh. like, "Oh man, this is great!" And there's all these clippings on the wall, and it's all like about this killer. What do they call him? The Memorial Day killer. <laughs> yeah, the Memorial Day like killer. Yeah. I think is right. And like, it's all these newspaper clippings, and they're taking it down. And they're like, "Oh my god." Buy three, get two free <laughs> at, at, what is it, like, Coney Dog, Coney Dog Hut? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, and no expiration date? <laughs> <laughs> they're not paying attention to any of the shit that they should be. Then at one point, there's a uh, 
uh, Tucker leans up against some some pole or whatever, mm-hmm. right in the middle in, of a beam in the middle of the, yeah. the cabin. Uh, he leans on it and it kind of falls over. And Dale jumps and gets him out of the way of this swinging beam that comes down that has like nails and shit all mm-hmm. in it. Would have fucking killed him, right? Uh, so they're like, would definitely need to fix that. <laughs> yeah. So they don't. Guess what's going to happen? Of course, <laughs> no. And so that you were leading into like the kids coming out. Yeah, there and they so have the cop. they show up with the cop, and the cop, of course, has already kind of warned them not to go up there in a, in, in a cryptic scene early on. Uh, nothing but pain up there. Uh, so now the cop has been pulled in by these kids who the, they think that uh, Tucker and Dale has, has kidnapped him. And this is right after the unfortunate event with the wood chipper. <laughs> yes. I, I, I laugh at the wood chipper because <laughs> th- Tucker's reaction, like after the kid jumps in <laughs> and he turns it off, he's like, are you okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor him. He just witnesses all of this horrible it's, stuff. So um, it's just good. And then they, he's like trying to get the body out with Dale. He's like, I know they're going to charge me for this. He's he's got that great line there where uh, you know he's like, we, we we can't let anybody happen because it doesn't matter what happened. All what matters is what looked looks like, like what happened. happened, and what looked like what happened is that we fucking killed all these people. <laughs> so they're dragging half of the body. They've just pulled it out of the wood chipper, and of course, right on cue. Cop shows up with the kids in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. And that is like your oh shit moment. Yeah. Like, how are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. And it's funny because they're they're telling the truth. They're doing their best ever. And I know they're like, we know it sounds crazy. And in fact, they even say, you know, he'd have to think we're some kind of, that we think he's They'd some have, kind of moron. They would have to be complete morons to believe it. <laughs> so they tell the cop actually what happened. And uh, that's his line. You guys got to think I'm some kind of moron <laughs> to believe a story like that. Uh-huh. So they're like, no, 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 no. We got, we got one of the other friends. She's inside. She'll corroborate. Come on in. Oh, yeah? All right. So the cop's going to follow him inside. Meanwhile, the kids are in the car. Like, why is the cop following? No, don't yeah. go inside the house. Because that's But what she's unconscious. Happens. She got knocked out by yeah, uh, Dale turning around with the shovel. <laughs> that, that moment where Dale is telling the cop that, it's like, well, dude, she's unconscious right now because I hit her with a shovel. <laughs> and Tucker just got this look and he puts his arm on his shoulder like, what, what, why? Why would you say that? What are you doing? Yeah, uh, he, he's he's the best. He's my favorite of this film. Uh, uh, Tucker, yes. Oh yeah, no, Alan uh, absolutely. I think Alan Tudyk is fantastic, but that's not to say that Tyler Labine isn't also wonderful. True, true. It's just that Alan Tudyk is obviously a more seasoned actor, mm-hmm. and like I said earlier, the way that he internalizes everything <laughs> and the way that you know he the way he gives. And how he reacts, you know, and, and I know it's the old adage that 90% of acting is reacting. Mm-hmm. And that motherfucker does yeah. it in space. Yeah, so good. Jeez. So long story short. Too late. Thank you. The uh, cop comes inside the house, sees what's going on, is kind of starting to believe them, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and then he's like, I'm going to go back out and call for help or whatever. Um, <laughs> he leans on the beam. He leans on the beam. Uh, and of course, it comes, smacks him in the face. Uh, so now he stumbles outside, half conscious. The kids are freaking out. He's freaking out. Um, and uh, so we talked about, we got here because we started talking about when the film, when shit gets a little too shit real. Shit gets a little us. too real. And for me, it's that moment when, uh, you know, Tucker's got a, got a little bulldog. Uh, and when Chad has that bulldog at gunpoint. Yeah. Joe, I don't like to see uh, animals. No, you don't like to see animals come to harm. It, it, it I, hits I me in a, in a very visceral way. Uh-huh. Um, more so than seeing humans in harm. Yeah. Just kind of I think that's natural. I think that's normal. Uh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, for the people I know, 
That's a very normal thing. That's tr- that's true. And so. because all of my friends and I are very jaded when it comes to other people, it's but we're like fucking animals didn't do they anything. They can't to help you. it. They don't yeah. know. There's they're so they're so innocent. Yeah. Usually, <clears throat> except Fergie. I fucking hate that duck. <laughs> I thought you meant the real Fergie. No, my oh, <laughs> for Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> yes. Or the Duchess. That animal. No, not the Duchess. Okay. Um, Fergalicious. So. Uh, uh, so anyway, that's so, when it gets, so from that it gets point little, on out, yeah, I, I felt a little. And then, of course, at some point, uh, Tucker, 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 Alan Tudyk, yeah, gets gets kidnapped by Chad uh-huh. and what's left of the teenagers, right? And uh, some harm befalls him, which yeah, I felt it does. went a little went a little far, yeah. And and that's kind of where my problem with Tucker and Dale versus Evil f- finally comes in, yeah. I like it when it's like we're putting the tr- we're taking all these horror tropes and turning it on its ear, right? That's the fun of this movie. Yes. When it suddenly and and I don't I can't blame the movie for wanting to now become its own thing mm-hmm. because it has been lampooning itself for a good hour, but then you've got the next like fifty minutes of this movie mm-hmm. turns into kind of something dark, uh, and and while it's it's still a fun movie in its own way, it stops being as enjoyable yes. as that first half is because now it's about kind of the 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 it's the origin story of the serial killer basically, which I don't chat. care about. No, I no. don't. I would have rather we didn't have this serial killer backstory. I would have been totally happy with two hours of fucking college kids <laughs> misunderstanding what Tucker and Dale are doing. Well, but by by the time they've laid them all out, they, like, there's only so many times you can uh, go through this without some explanation, without right. people stopping down and hold on, let me explain but to you what's you happening. You said yourself earlier that you know Chad is kind of you know maybe rings a little of Gaston. Yes. If you play him more like Gaston, like he's this college kid who's now hell-bent on getting revenge. He's just looking for a fight. He's just looking for a fight. Not that he has this, like, I'm a serial killer origin. That felt a little too slapped on. Yeah, and especially, like, when they're inside the house, they found Allison. Allison's explaining everything to them, although the other chick says that she has Stockholm Syndrome. And Chad's response to it is, we have to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> like, yes. he's just going full-on scorched earth. Uh-huh. And you're like, what? Yeah. Why does this get so evil? Yeah. Uh, so I I, I I see your critique there, uh-huh. but um, I don't know. I the first half of this movie is kind of like how I feel when I'm watching Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. Like I enjoy the whole Lord of the Rings story, mm-hmm. but Fellowship of the Ring yep. is a much brighter chapter. It's the setup. It's fun. Yep. I have a great time seeing all the new characters and the new locations. It's very dynamic of a film. Uh, tonally, you know, it, it's it's very uh, it's very dynamic. Where then two and three are just dark. Yes. It's dark for like four hours now through mm-hmm. the rest of the story. And that's kind of how I felt about Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That first half, so fun and having a great time and like so many clever things that they're throwing into it. And then that second half gets just a little too dark. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, I love the movie. I had I have a great time with it. Yeah. That's my critique, though. I get it. But it gives uh, Dale the opportunity to kind of be the hero yeah. and, and summon his courage. And he has a little one-on-one with Tucker after he's rescued him from his fingers being chopped oh off. Spoiler God. alert, which is really... At yeah. least they don't show it, mm-hmm. but you kind of hear it. And then you hear him screaming and off in the after, distance. Uh, the poor fucking Tucker. Like, I know. Everything happens. He gets, yes, stung, he gets to stung by bees. bees. He gets to he fucking... He witnesses most of the, uh, <laughs> yes, the carnage he, around he him, unfortunately. I love. I love... <laughs> And so the cop has been taken out, right? And then there's that one kid, that muscle kid. Uh, no, who is it? Somebody has the gun. Uh-huh. The, oh, the, the kid who went to go find the cop. Yeah. He gets the cop's gun out of his holster, and, and he, he's freaking out. And he's pointing it at him. Oh, you guys got to... 
and, and Dale's like, "You gotta, you gotta, you gotta flip the safety." He's telling him how he's like, what? He's like, flipping the safety. So he's trying to flip the safety off and just fucking shoots Shoots himself himself. in the face. And Alan Tudyk's like, you've got to start being more careful. (laughs) Just like, in general, yelling because all of these kids have offed themselves. It's just so frustrated. I love watching him unwind. Yes. But everything happens. It's like that Evil Dead remake. Mm -hmm. There's that one guy character that like fucking everything happens to him. You're like, Jesus. Like, he survives all this shit. And that's kind of like... The Alan Tudyk character. He is victim to fucking the worst shit. Yeah. Everything happens to him. This poor guy just That's wanted right. to go fix up his fucking vacation. Yeah, Dale even gets the girl in the Yes. End. Yeah, Tucker doesn't. Yeah, you're right. His cabin gets burned his to the ground. His dog gets killed. No, they don't kill oh, no, the dog. Uh, well, what? Oh, they don't? No, no. The dog. They I just have the, a gun for They, the thre- they oh. threatened him. I thought they killed the dog. Oh, God, I hope not. I don't think so. I, I don't can't think remember. Kind of that I, can't, I might be. Would you see the dog? I think I'm misremembering. Poor doggy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? I don't know. I yeah. really, I really don't know. I, <laughs> I like this is the kind of thing that I wish they would make a sequel for. No. But at the same time, you can't. How do you do it? No. How do you do it without it not being just more of the same? Yes. And and we already know. Unless they go to like some house, like a a, a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, or like in now it's. Some some kids break down on the side of the road. I don't know how you sequelize it because yeah. the, the whole concept is is flipping. But it's something that even if it isn't a direct sequel, it's something that should be explored. All you right. know, take these other horror tropes, these other things. There's plenty of other things that you could still fill a movie with, hmm. and and do. You know, the 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 psycho killer that, that keeps that just chases after. He doesn't run. You run, but he's just walking. <laughs> You know, that's true. That's you could true. play around with something like yeah, that. Yeah. You could play around with the the weird psycho family, like from House of a Thousand Corpses or Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre, where you just kind of, you know, somebody's car breaks down, they go to somebody's house, and they're just not understanding, you know, that that's just kind of how this family is. They're not know. a bunch of killers. I think it's a beautiful I, little gem. It's a great gem, yes, but I is. think that I, for me, I would like to see some some more. You want more? You want the holograms? Along with the gem. I would like gem and the holograms. Uh, and then the misfits. I would love for the misfits to finally come uh, and Speaking get of sequels that will never happen. God, that's a shame. Yeah. Real tease, too. That, that gem episode yeah, we did. We right? saw the misfit. You saw Kesha uh-huh. as the misfit at the end. What's her that name? Was, that was great. I can't remember that misfit's name. Check out our gem and the holograms But it was so episode. fun, man. Yeah, well, I did not expect that movie to be as fun as it was. Better than it had to be. Uh-huh. Much like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Way better than go. it had to be. Was it better than it had to be? Uh, but, I, I feel like... It was better than it, I think it was as good as it could have been. Y- yes. Well, you say that, but like, what did it have going for it? It's low budget. It doesn't have. That's really what I'm saying. It's as good as it could it. have been. Could it have been better? Mm. I don't know if it could have been much better. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good movie. It's as good. It's production not value. It's not the best. Uh, like as far as uh, a, a film goes, that puts the horror franchise on its on its ear, turns horror genre on its ear. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Cabin in the Woods does a much better job. I was just about to ask you between these two, what's what do you? What do you oh, prefer? I prefer Cabin in the Woods, and I don't know if it's because of the darker ending to it. Oh Jesus! Man, that is a fucking dark ending. Uh, I I think Joss Whedon's writing, uh, uh, coupled with Drew Goddard's direction, yeah, is really fucking good. I forgot how fun that dialogue was, and it really kind of elevates it from from. I mean, you've got a great concept and a great idea, uh-huh. but then uh, his his. Spin on on I I just love I, I just want to live in his world. Well, there are details in in uh, Cabin in the Woods. I keep wanting to say House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> There's details in Cabin of the Woods that's like 
they're not spoon fed to you. No, like you've got to kind of be paying attention and like, oh, they've been pumping a chemical in the air, and yes. that's, that's pretty fucking. Watching cool. it that second time, yeah, um, or was it my third? Yeah, I think it was just the second time I had watched it. I caught some of all those. I, like, I didn't catch the whole um, that they were using her hair dye, yes. to turn her into a dumb blonde uh-huh. the first time, and that they kept talking about Chem Lab. If Chem Chem holds up their uh, their side of the bargain, we'll we'll be good, right? Yeah, and then like all little the other like there. details of the other the other places where they're doing the same experiment or or whatever. Yeah, they show you know? like uh, Brazil and uh, Japan. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's and they, they're like they're all working it out. Like oh shit, they fucking worked it out. Like it's there's no way. It's it's down to us now. We've got to make sure that this works. Yeah. And for again that that survivor character, that character that we lose within the second act, mm-hmm. and we're like oh they're fucking gone. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly like halfway through act three, they show the fuck up again. Mm-hmm. Fucks everything up. Uh huh. And and it's so. Fucking neat. We should be talking about that. Film we right we will, I think, soon. You think so? Because I think, I think well, we, then well, it's just going to be another episode. T- of well, you know what, right? motherfucker? We're talking about it right now. Well, let's just talk about it right now. So the way that they fucking turn that shit <laughs> and they alert. they find the elevator and start going down into the the facility or oh whatever. My God. That's so fucking great. And the homages to all the different horror movies. Uh, and you're like, I know what that's referencing. I know what that's a reference Joe, to. Joe, the other night when I when I watched it again, uh, Jenna, poor girl, did not make it all the way through, so she fell asleep. Oh, no. So uh, she missed my, my favorite shot of the film, which is the, uh, the, the elevator lobby. The, oh, shot. that's the best. That's one of the best parts. I rewound that thing <laughs> probably twelve times because fucking, each time I focused on a different door. The that para- opens oh, to see what comes and out. What happens? The and paramilitary I saw just sitting there waiting and just fucking all that shit. You hear the ding? <laughs> he's like, oh shit, and then just hell is unleashed. Yes, literally. and fucking unicorns, evil <laughs> unicorn, <laughs> and the fucking merman. <laughs> Oh, the merman. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, th- this opposed to Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods, it's fun setup. It's fun build. It builds suspense. And then we're cutting back and forth to another. Like, it's building a good mystery mm-hmm. that you're trying to figure out. And that builds a great rewatchability for this movie. Then even the end, when we're in the third act, and suddenly it's not a horror movie anymore. It's just these kids fucking up this lab now yes. and turning their monsters against them that's fucking fun to watch too mm-hmm. and then you get to the end and it isn't it Sigourney Weaver at the Sigourney end Sigourney Weaver's the director fucking yeah. A man mm-hmm. uh, and, and the choice that they make that they're like fuck it what? What? Yeah, did not see that didn't coming. Didn't see it coming. It's so fun from beginning to end. I have a great time. It with was that better movie. watching it the second time, um, knowing the ending because uh, like movies like I'm not a huge fan of all scary movies. Yeah, um, and you'll notice the ones I gravitate to- towards are the ones that have a little uh, a tinge of comedy, uh-huh. dark comedy. So yeah. I like Trick or Treat. I like because uh, it's more fun. I think that it, it adds some some dimension to it too because it's not like these two movies are like. Goofy, right? Hey, Tucker and Dale versus Evil kind of rides that line a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I, I totally draw the line at the Saw movies. Like I cannot watch uh-uh. torture porn. No, I, I do not get anything out of it. I understand that there's a large segment of society that does. More power to you. I do not have that in me. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. I got you. Um, so watching Cabin in the Woods again. <laughs> by the way, this is uh, the Tucker and Dale versus Evil episode. <laughs> but uh, watching Cabin in the Woods again, um, going into it, kind of knowing how it ends. Yeah. You don't have to worry about getting caught up in any of the characters because, spoiler you know, alert, yeah. everybody dies. Everybody and dies. And I don't mean just every. I mean the people world. on screen. Everybody dies. <laughs> the world at the end of this dies, film. dude. The, but the way Chris Hemsworth goes out. That's a great <laughs> one. Tries the Arthur build up Fonzarelli. to that. He's like, "I'll come back for you," <laughs> and then just. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
That's so This has good. been our Cabin in the Woods episode. Uh, well, I mean, let's and just they, make and they, You know what? They turned the whole uh, hillbilly thing on its ear in Cabin in the Woods at the beginning, too. That's true. Where they, and it turns out... Mordecai the Harbinger. <laughs> Mordecai the Harbinger is one... He's working with the lab guys. Yeah, I love And that. I love like, the back and forth between him and Bradley, Bradley like Wilford. Whitford. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry about that. Let me take you off. <laughs> I'm still on speakerphone. Right. Um, is it, well, Richard Jenkins? As long, Richard, Richard Jenkins. As long as we're talking uh, just Halloween films in general, do you have any uh, um, traditions? What what films? The Shining. You, oh, do you watch that every year? Have every you year watched with, it? With my sister. Oh. We, go, we go see The Shining somewhere. Interesting. And they're, they're doing the, the screening at like Cinemark Theater's... Um, you gonna go? I think, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we always go every year. We go see The Shining either at one of those Cinemark re- rehashes or uh, Draft House does it too every year. That's surpri- yeah. I think they just did or they're about to. That's surprising because that's not necessarily a Halloween no, movie, but it is one of the scariest fucking movies. Like it's just creepy. It's as creepy. Shit. It is creepy. Dude, someone's father starts hunting him down. Like that's scary. I know, but that's that's kind of. Could uh, you imagine if you went home and your dad started just chasing after you and your mom with a fucking axe? <laughs> Uh, no, I can't. Like, could you imagine riding a fucking big wheel around a big scary hotel, and suddenly these two fucking twins yeah. are just standing at the end of a hotel, like Blood staring at you? Out of the wall. Jesus. Uh, no, yeah. See, that's a little too long and plotting for me. I need really? something a little short and fun. Oh God, that is the that is such a good for me. It's such a good burn, and it's cool. I mean, to to each his own. I I just I love The Shining. Yeah, yeah. I do trick or treat, and I I try to squeeze in the Nightmare Before Christmas in there because. Uh, Nothing, nothing gets you in the is mood Nightmare for Halloween. Before Christmas, a Halloween movie, or is it a Christmas movie? Uh, I think it's a Halloween movie. Yeah, I think it's Halloween. You can. That, that's the good thing about it. If you miss it before uh, October thirty first, you got another uh, two months to watch it before go. it's it's out of uh, season. Joel, do you like traditional horror movies? No, like, like The Wolfman, no. Dracula. It really took me like all of these Freddy Krueger, Jason movies. Uh, there was one on. TV the other night on AMC was doing a marathon I was watching I missed all of that stuff because I, I was too delicate yeah. of, of a flower not, not a, a Romero fan you didn't like Night of the Living Dead I, Dawn it, of the Dead I discovered all that stuff late in, in my, my youth but you have seen those I've seen one of the deads the Romero deads which one uh, I want to say it was something of the something of the dead <laughs> Let me, uh, God I, damn it Joel I can, tell you, I can tell you right now I'll where were they in the movie uh, they were on an island. Oh, okay. <laughs> island of the Dead? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Land of the Dead? Uh, George Romero's Diary of the Dead? <laughs> George Romero. People love listening to me Google things in real time. Hey, it's okay because you have a, a beautiful voice <clears throat> that's connected to an equally beautiful face. Oh, I wasn't sure where that was going. Face bones connected to the voice Dick bone. bone. Hey. Oh. <laughs> uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead. I think that's the one. That's what, yeah, I think it's Land of the Dead, where they start walking underwater. Did it have Dennis Hopper in it? This is all sounding very familiar. God damn it! Well, it's from 2005, so <laughs> I know 11 years. <laughs> A lot happens. Oh, the crazies! He forget. Yeah, he got that Trump one. grabbing. Peas, <laughs> peas. <laughs> Survival of the Dead. It's like I wish it was 11 years ago with Land of the Dead. Yeah, you can do anything you want. I just, you know, what I do. 3D? I just like, I just kiss them. Oh, I just kiss them, even if they don't want it. I haven't heard the tape. You haven't? I don't know. I, I'm just ready for this to be over, dude. So um, ready. All right. So all I'm saying is, I feel like you need to give something like Dawn of the Dead a shot. Okay. As a fan of film, will do. Uh, I think it's it's a really good film. It's good. Uh, it's but the thing is, it's kind of a slow burn as well. 
but it's a great study. Is I think Romero's what the statement he was trying to make with Dawn of the Dead right. was brilliant. Um, Nineteen seventy-eight, the year I was born. Boom! How about that? How about that? So yeah, what what other what other horror movies what do we like? Halloween do movies. Like Halloween. Um. Yeah, those are, those are my go-to's, man. That's good though. Uh, I think I think you've got some good solid ones if they work for you. I still got the thing that I need to work my way through. Oh, you haven't the Kurt Russell the oh, thing? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. talk about this every time. It's on my list. Oh, sir, that's yeah. That is that is a fantastic film as well. Um, what about Alien? Aliens, a horror movie. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like... I, I guess I have to put some stipulations Joel, on what makes a Halloween... in space, thing. nothing can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another one that I've been recommended is Event Horizon, starring Jurassic Park's uh, Sam Neill. Jason Cox recommended that one, didn't he? Uh, oh, uh, no, I don't know where that got recommended He to likes me. that one. From... I know he likes that one. I've never seen it, but he's, oh, he's recommended it to me, too. I, I hear, even though it's in space, it is a... Uh, a... Even though <laughs> Sam Neill's in space. Well, I mean, if, if you want a recommendation for an in-space horror movie, I recommend The Phantom Menace, because oh. it doesn't get too much scarier than that. Wow. Uh, all Nicely right, done. so do you have anything else with uh, with Tucker and Dale? I don't have anything Evil? about this Bringing movie. it back to other the movie. Than, uh, right. Other than uh, it's on Netflix, this is the perfect time to see it. It is a crowd pleaser. It's not too gory. Uh, the fun always brings you out <laughs> of it. Is it not too gory? Well, I mean... Th- it's there, kind of gory There shit. are some cringeworthy scenes in it, but it but they're so hilarious that it's you, you kind of overlook it. Okay. I think I think for some funniest woodshipper like, scene. Like I'm not, in a film. I, I'm not sure I could recommend. Like hey Sarah, we could, we should watch this. Like I asked her last night. I was like, do you want to watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil with me? And she was like, no. She's and squeamish. I didn't, and I didn't push it mm-hmm. because I know ah, I know, push it. I am pushing it. I'm pushing it really good. <laughs> um, I I know the kind of content. I know kind of the some of the gore that's mm-hmm. in this movie. And I'm like, mm, I don't think she'd like that. Yeah. I don't think that's that's up her alley. Hmm. Uh, I think that if she was the kind of person that didn't you know mind. So much of the gore, I think she would probably get a kick out of this movie. But yeah, I, I, I think it's 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 a little. I think it's a little hyper gory. You know, I, I I disagree with you on it. It's not too. I think I think it is a little. Wow. Yeah. What do you? Oh, I mean, like you know, uh, the finger scene when the guy runs into a fucking branch what and impales himself. <laughs> but you don't even really see it. Yeah, you do. Clearly. Like there's the wide shot as you they're coming the around. The, they're coming around the tree, and he's still like. Sliding onto I will, it. I will tell you that that is a great shot because, and then the bee comes over. He, yes, he's the first one to die, <laughs> um, and and he realizes what has happened with his last breath. So he's like, he's impaled himself, and he's like, what was? It? He and was running from, and then he's like, uh, and you almost see it in his face yeah. where he's like, oh, <laughs> and, then, and then he's out. Uh, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Then there's wood chipper guy. Wood chipper guy, but again, you don't really see. That's you just disgusting. see the aftermath. And then Tucker and Dale pull him out. <laughs> no, that is. And then D- Tucker pulls him <laughs> over Dale's that face. That is great. He's on the ground. <laughs> he pulls the half of his body over his face. Uh, Latin cracks me up. Every and time. then there's the guy who impales himself on the spear. That's true. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a little gory because he's like spitting up blood. The guy shoots himself in the face. But again, you don't see it. You just see the blood. Tucker gets his fingers out. cut off, and that is the that's the most jarring because it is uh, yeah. kind of real. It's 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 somebody harming another person intentionally. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, the, the the cop. That's that's pretty rough. <laughs> how the wait? How did the black guy get killed? Uh, oh, he gets set on fire. Oh, okay. So, so it's like they go inside the cabin, and, and it's him and the blonde girl that uh-huh. are left. Uh, so he's got like a, a weed whacker, and he weed whacks the black girl's face unintentionally. 
and then he gets set on fire because Chad was trying to burn the cabin down. Uh-huh. It all gets very circumstantial there near the yeah. end. And then the blonde girl, like the, the entire cabin explodes, but she's trying to light her cigarette on, uh, <laughs> yeah. on the flames that are ensuing. So everybody kind of uh, dies of their own stupidity. That's right. Say. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so yeah, pretty gory. <laughs> I don't know if I can recommend this to everybody. You know what? Yeah, I'm, 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 you've turned me around on it <laughs> as I'm describing it. But it is damn funny. And yeah, it's it's easily uh, it's easily accessible right now on Netflix. I uh, I recommend and it. And only a buck twenty nine, so you don't have to invest too much of your time. Not like The Shining. Yeah, that's true. That it's two plus hours. Yeah. Um, or Samurai Cop. Oh God. Which plays like it's three hours long. Or what did we watch last week that was too long? Oh, oh Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a little long. I like that one though. Um, all right, what did Tucker and Dale versus Evil do right? Uh, let's see. I'm going to narrow it down to uh, the casting because I think uh, Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine are like this movie is not the same movie without them. They have a great. Uh, I, I like to think that they're friends off screen. I like to think yeah. maybe they shared a trailer and uh, shared some feelings uh, and some bodily fluids, maybe. <laughs> um, but they they really uh, seem to like each other. Tie the room like, together, playing <laughs> off each other. <laughs> Those two really tied the room together, did they not? I, I just love watching them interact, and and there's such a like a, a loving, caring relationship between the two of them. Even even when uh, so after after uh, Alan Tudyk got stung by the bees, and Tyler's trying to pull, he's like, "How about I uh, I, 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 I pull the little things the, off of you, and then we play some board for games. you? Would like, you like that? That'd be nice. Thank you. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so tender. Uh, it, since you picked the cast, yeah. I'm going to go with, the again, the marriage of the writing and direction on this movie. Mm. I think that it's really well done. Mm-hmm. I think that the writing, there was obviously a lot of thought that went into it, a lot of planning. Um, and this obviously came from a place that somebody really cared about. Uh, they, they had a passion for horror films and a, a passion for these characters. And I think that it's wonderful to want to give them, you know, some due. You know, give the other give the other guy a chance to tell his side of the story. And I think that's very clever and it was executed wonderfully. Mm. What did T- Tucker and Dale versus Evil do wrong? That's tough, but uh, I think we talked about <clears throat> the Chad character maybe getting a little too much screen time. He's just infuriatingly evil. Yeah. He is the titular evil uh-huh. uh, that Tucker and Dale are versus. Yeah. Um, because, and he doesn't really have much of a motivation other than we find out later that his his father, his actual father, he tells his backstory, but it turns out his backstory is wrong. Mm-hmm. But we find out in a 90-second clip near the very end yeah. where they discover some newspaper clipping. It's all very convenient um, and a little too overwritten. Uh-huh. Like, like you said, probably didn't need all that backstory. He could have just been like a bad dude who doesn't handle the situation well. Right. Instead of, oh, I'm the descendant of a serial killer and now I must carry on my father's blah, blah, blah. Right. Carry, carry on my, my father's blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my rah, blah, blah's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what I think Tucker and Dale versus Evil did wrong, and it's kind of along the same lines as what you're saying, mm. uh, the Chad character. Mm. A movie like this, and we we bring up Scott Pilgrim constantly. Damn it. And I'm thinking about Gideon Graves. Mm. Gideon Graves is a great villain, but he's likable. Yeah, like he's fun to watch. He's very fun to watch, and there's just something compelling about him. You have fun watching what he does, but you have even more fun seeing Scott finally get his comeuppance. All right. So that's cool. I'm, I'm all about that, and I think that's what Chad should have been. There should have been a little bit more of a... You know, he's just a goofy character, the, the Gaston thing, where it's like, oh, my God, he's so goofy. I it's love oofish. watching him. Mm-hmm. It's oafish. Uh, it, it fits the tone maybe a little bit more of this movie that we're watching. You know, we get into this whole realm with Chad, and suddenly he's like 
just turns into super evil over the course of like three, yeah. four hours. It's like it's survival of the fittest. Yeah, it's just it just it it comes it rubs me the wrong way in the context of this film. So mm. yeah, I agree with you. I think the Chad character uh, was what Tucker and Dale versus Evil did All right. wrong. Well, allow me to rub you the right way as we segue into. <laughs> if you want to be with me, <laughs> I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Got to rub come, me the right come. way. Coming on. Oh, I am. Out. Oh, I am. Mm. So uh, we did a short recast this time, I think, right? Which is probably yeah, good. Yeah, there wasn't really much that we could do. We couldn't. I can't really recast every one of these the kids. Entire, yeah, exactly. Movie. And they're all expendable anyway. Um, could have just done the cast of The Expendables. How about that? <laughs> that would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is. Uh, but so we did uh, what we did. We did Chad, Allison, and Tucker and Dale. Correct. Yes, yep. You want to start with Chad? I would love to. Uh, Chad, this is a, a bit of a punt, but uh, I think he would work perfect That's in this really role. Really a bad word to because say. I know no say punt. punt. Oh, <laughs> grab them by the punt. Um, <laughs> Chad, um, and maybe it's just because I recently saw uh, Neighbors, by the yeah. way, uh, yeah. which was funny. Uh, the neighbors one or neighbors two? Neighbors one, and now I need to see part two. Should I see part two? I, I don't know. I haven't seen part two. I loved the first one. Let's though. have a little first date one. Or was so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And as a parent now, I totally, I can totally right. like uh, identify with Seth Rogen go in that movie and uh, and what's her name? Uh, uh, Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, mm-hmm. where they're like getting. Oh, we're gonna go out, and they're like doing all this stuff, getting the baby ready. And they fall By asleep. the time they fall asleep in the fucking hallway, <laughs> does that happen? Uh, no, it hasn't happened, but I can totally relate. Something close to it. That's so. Um, good. So I liked um, Dave Franco in Neighbors, and he's kind of playing a frat boy with his popped collar, uh-huh. and I feel like he'd fit in good and uh, could go crazy. Wow. And become Chad. Well, that's cool because I did Dave Franco no as well. No way! I sure uh, did. Well, then my uh, Ben Schwartz is my also ran. So oh, really? I didn't have another one. I just I thought that Dave Franco was perfect for a character like this. There you go. Yeah. Moving on to uh, Allison. Beautiful, right. beautiful Allison. Allison, I'm going to go ahead and do mine first because it's someone that you might not know. Hmm. Uh, and I kind of didn't cast Allison based on her acting ability. Okay. I just did it based on how she looks. And she's, wow. you know, how she's shallow. She, I am. I'm very shallow hmm. when it comes to this. Uh, she's beautiful blonde. Uh, you know, she's got she's to gotta be fit <laughs> to keep up with Tucker and Dale. Right. Uh, she has to inexplicably bear her midriff. That's right. Um, throughout so, half the film, I went with Whitney Carson, who's on Dancing with the Stars. She's one of the pro dancers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a little blonde. She's probably like 21, 22 years old. Huh. Uh, Good looking chick. Every time I saw this actress, it made me think of of Whitney Carson. Whitney, and how is Whitney spelled? <clears throat> while I look her W-H. up, W H. Good, thank you. I D Carson N E Y Carson. Well, I don't know. Sometimes you get the weird double she E just spellings. Got, she just got married, so maybe that's not her. Oh, there she is, dancing with the stars. Oh, there she. Oh, look at that little pixie, right? Yeah. Doesn't that look? But she looks about right for the alley character. She does. Yeah. Thank you. All right, I'll give you that. I feel just about that. Thanks. My, mine is uh, a little more known, maybe. Um, Maybe not if you're a, a Dancing with the Stars fan, but if you're a fan of Two Broke Girls, the CBS comedy uh-huh. starring Cat uh, Cat Den- what's it, Kat Kat Dennings, Dennings, right? Yeah, Cat uh, Dennings. Playing against Beth Bears is the actress's name. Oh, okay. Uh, who I have a weird six degrees of separation with. Um, that sounds dirty. But she's the, I wish, but she's uh, she's the blonde uh, from Two Broke Girls, and oh. I think she could play that, that part well. Awesome. Which leaves us with just Tucker and Dale. It sure does. And so. my, as I pull my notes back up, uh, Dale, who is the um, Tyler Labine character, I went with. Uh, well, I have to, I have two options here. Okay. Do you have two options? I uh, no, I only cast recast one person for each of these. Why don't you do yours, just in case we have crossover? Okay. Real quick for um, Dale, for all right. Dale. So I'll give you um, first my uh, my Tucker. Oh, we're gonna do Tucker then. The okay. Alan Tudyk character mm-hmm. Tucker. Uh, for me, 
played by he plays Martin Riggs in Fox Television's Lethal Weapon series, which has grown on me. Oh, uh, it's gotten better. Nice. Uh, this latest episode wasn't the best, but they're doing some decent work Ooh, with I it. I like it. Uh, so I went with Clayne Crawford. I know who you're talking Tucker. about. Yeah, nice. I think that uh, what was challenging about recasting for Tucker and Dale mm-hmm. was trying to find people that are like that have that charisma, mm-hmm. but look like they could be backwoods hillbillies. Exactly. That's I know. A, it's a hard thing. And I, I had that same issue too. And the way I solved it with my Tucker was to go with Sam Rockwell. That's because so good. he kind of looks a little scruffy. Why the fuck didn't I think of Sam Rockwell? <laughs> Listen, you're having an off day. It's okay. Oh they can't all be God. winners. Oh, my God. Sam Rockwell's Any so given great. Sunday. Any given Sunday. So Sam Rockwell is my Tucker. And then my Dale. Um, well, who's your Dale? Because I do have two. Um, well, for Dale, I uh, am going to need Andy from Parks and Rec to go back oh, and gain a bunch of weight. Oh, yes. And Chris Pratt as my Dale. That's fantastic. Yeah. I know you do. We, we, we both do Chris Pratt a lot. But, yeah, uh, but but this is this is going back. Heavy to like, season two, yeah, Parks and Rec. Two, Chris uh, Pratt. Where he's just a little a little bit more of a goofy, is. lovable loser. He is. Um, yeah, that Chris Pratt, early Chris Pratt, I think is perfect. For uh, well, that's I I like your pick better than mine. Um, I went with uh, either Zach Galifianakis, which is a uh, kind of a kind that's of a gimme. Bad. He yeah. seems a little too self aware though. But how about Jonah Hill? What if Jonah Hill, um, kind of maybe had bad teeth and the disheveled hair, and put that weight back on? Is the weight on again or off again? I, don't I can know, never tell. Man. I have no clue. It can't be healthy. There's there's a, something that's kind of. I don't know. There's something about Jonah Hill that always rubs me the wrong way. Like if I ever met him, I probably wouldn't get along with the guy. I I could I could see that. Yeah, he, he seems like he could be an actual dick in a real little, life. A, yeah, kind of a. All right, well, let's go dick. Zach Galifianakis. Then. Um, and all mine uh, directed by Joss Whedon. Mine mentioned directed by Drew Goddard. Hey, what do you know? As, as we were sitting there, I was like, "Oh, Cabin in the Woods Cabin would be that would be a perfect director for this." Mm-hmm. Guys, if you have any thoughts about Tucker and Dale versus Evil, if you have any thoughts about the movie, if you have thoughts about our criticism or our recast, go ahead and let us know. Go to Facebook in the search function put in the editing bay that's going to bring up an image of a woman with bleeding eyes that's us that's where you can talk back to us let us know your thoughts and if you have any ideas for movies that we can watch in the future that you'd like to hear what we have to say uh, just go ahead and put your suggestions there just like Brian Hodges did from the, uh, right. the Mint Fanboys podcast Dreams Come True uh he uh, he suggested this movie to us uh, probably a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, and now we're finally delivering. Another dream that uh, came true last week when we did Russell or Wayne um, was from a, a, a Twitter follower, uh, a, an avid listener, whose name I got wrong. Kyle. No, no, it wasn't Kyle. It wasn't I Kyle? apologize because I called him Kyle, and I was still thinking of uh, the previous week's winner. It was actually Rodney. Rodney. Oh. Listener Rodney, Rodney did was our... the one who came up with uh, last week's Russell versus Wayne. Oh, I, so thought, it, I thought it was Kyle. I pre- right. Well, yes, you thought that because I said that, and I was incorrect. <sighs> um, so if you were following us at, on Twitter, at The Editing Bay, you would have seen that uh, correction, uh-huh. uh, but now you're hearing it. Uh, so one should be one step ahead of the game and follow us on Twitter at the editing bay. Also, you can find us uh, on our website, which is editingbay.com. We've got links to all of our social networks there. We have a page there where you can buy a T-shirt and support the show. We also have links to all of our past episodes, mm-hmm. uh, all on editingbay.com. Uh, guys, if you get us on your Apple device, uh, go to your podcasting app and put in the search bar. Put in you know either the editing bay or Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, either one, just go to that Editing Bay podcast uh, section and click on that and give us a five-star rating and a review. That would be wonderful for you to give us uh, that wonderful, wonderful gift. Wonderful. of uh, <laughs> It's wonderful. It's everything, won- is, everything is wonderful. Everything, everything is awesome. Uh, just no, like Everclear said. That's, that's what happens while I'm... Sc- 
skimming through Netflix to see what movie we're going to do next week while I'm talking. Well, Joe, while you're thinking uh, about no, no, that, no. you so got something? You, no, I need to say, get it. go to that podcasting app, give us a five-star rating and a review. Mm. Uh, and then when you're done with that, tell your friends about the show because we would love to grow this thing. Uh, and if you don't have an Apple device and you're wondering, well, how am I listening to you right now? This is weird. <laughs> uh, or if you have friends that are like, I can't listen to that podcast you say is okay because I don't have an Apple device. You say, listen, motherfucker, mm-hmm. get your Android out, grab the Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic apps because you could check out the iTunes library there and subscribe to our show as well. Joel, what were you going to say? I was going to say, while you're thinking of a movie for us to watch next week, uh, I'd be remiss if uh, I didn't take this opportunity to ask you about the new Rogue One trailer because as our podcast dropped last week, uh, then a new... It's a shame. Star so that Rogue Wars One trailer, trailer. Mm-hmm. didn't get as much attention because our podcast... <laughs> I know exactly. So <laughs> we're going to try to right that wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear if you, you had any thoughts on that. Uh, um, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I, you're feeling what I'm feeling. I, 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 no, I mean, it looks like it's going to be... It looks like it's going to be good, but there's a part of me that kind of... And I know this is stupid to say considering the time frame that this movie takes place in. I'm kind of ready for Star Wars to come up with some more like let stop marketing off the nostalgia yeah. like i want to stop hearing redos of the fucking imperial march or the redo of the skywalker binary sun song i know uh so that's all i think it's gonna be fantastic it looks like it's gonna be good i think so but some of the marketing is starting to kind of great on me I, I mean, is that the marketing or is that just the the nature of the well, films it's the itself trailer because it's the trailer well, you say the, that but the, the production film of it is full I don't th- of I don't, walkers but and i don't X-wings. think i don't think the movie's going to be full of the fucking luke skywalker theme right but we're never gonna uh, yeah i hear you but uh we're never gonna I, have, ho- I hope you do because i'm wearing my my, my headphones <laughs> aside, and i got the microphone going. from the sequels uh and the prequels we're never gonna have like a new feeling universe you know even the the han solo prequel that we're gonna get I'm, it's I'm gonna be living sure. in that same time i zone. wish we would get past these characters They're talking about an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, sequel or two or or, or, or no, you wouldn't call it a sequel but a standalone film where it's kind of like between episodes three and four for him wow. uh, which I would be into but again are, are we are we in, at risk of getting a little are too we, much Star Wars? Are we milking mm-hmm. too much of what we've already seen? And for me I am so ready for episode eight that it's kind of hard to get too excited about Rogue One Agreed uh, because I'm afraid I'm afraid it's not going to be as good as Force Awakens Okay. Because that bar has been raised so high, and I just love what J.J. Abrams did with it, and the energy and his style. Um, How are you? I don't so, know if it's going to so translate. So you're still, um, and and I'm just asking just because mm-hmm. ob- objectivity, you're still okay with The Force Awakens. Like, you oh, know, yeah. You I'm, haven't been jaded by anything that's going on with that movie. Yeah, that no. like, oh, it's too much like the original I, I I get it. Listen, it is what it is. Um, they they he set out to intentionally kind of reboot um, and harken back to um, the feelings and the and the things and hit all of the same beats that uh-huh. we got in the, in those first Star Wars films. That's fine because they did it right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I can't complain. And if I had never seen another Star Wars film, that, that's kind of what I judge it on. Episode one. I remember when Episode one came out. I remember saying, this is a film is so awful that if this weren't Star Wars, there's no way there would have been a sequel greenlit for it. Right. It is so just creatively um, defunctory uh-huh. um, that I, I, I don't see how you, you get this greenlit. Whereas Episode 7 was so great, even if it didn't have Star Wars attached to it, I think 
it, it stands on its own merits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Not feeling the same. No, oh. I agree with you. No, I think it's fantastic. It's just, it's that's just a question that, in I think I told you when I was at Jeff's uh, going away party mm-hmm. that there was a big discussion about Star Wars and mm-hmm. I was trying to like stay out of it. And that was one of the things. It's like, well, now, you know, now that this much time has passed, how are you feeling about it? And I'm like, I, so, I still fucking like still it. Still the same. Like, I still feel the same. There was it. a free preview of Stars, like st- the, the, the movie Stars. channel Stars, uh, ironically. Um, they have like that's their one big get, and they are milking it for all it's worth. Oh, really? And they got the Force Awakens. They're making the commercials around. Hey, we've got Star Wars now. To which I'm like, eh, if if anybody is as huge a fan of Star Wars as you're marketing to, don't you think they already have the Blu-ray or they already have right. access to it? <laughs> right. They've already seen it as many times as they would like. They don't need to see it on TV, and yet. There was a free preview of Stars a couple of weekends ago. Wow! And uh, it was it was it was on my TV a few times. Wow! Well, what's going to be on your TV this week? Oh, uh, for our movie for next week's episode. Um, you find something? So, yeah, I did find something. Good. Uh, and it has everything in the world to do with a NASCAR race car drivers. Oh no! Specifically, a driver famous for the Daytona 500. Uh oh! He died at the Daytona 500. We're gonna watch Barry Pepper. In three, the Dale Earnhardt story. You're kidding. No, I'm not Whoa, kidding at all. I've never heard of this. No? Well, we're going to watch it. Have you heard of it? I have. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so we're going to talk some NASCAR drivers and the story of Dale, Dale Earnhardt. Three, the Dale Earnhardt story. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right here on the editing bay. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Ugh. And uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. And we will see you guys here next week for three. I don't think it's on any of the streaming services. Oh, great. Thanks. Going to have to find it. Oh, or pay for it, probably. Or, huh? or pay for it. Well, you can. I have a copy that you can rip. Great. Because I remembered while I was looking for movies that I bought this thing like months ago. Oh. Because I was like, ooh, Sarah, this looks like a fun one for us to do on the podcast. Mm. So there we go. Three, the Dale Earnhardt story <laughs> right here on the Editing Bay. See you next week, guys. Thanks. <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.